0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Gossiping, where we gossip while we sip. I'm Jenny, and I'm your host this week. What are we drinking today, ladies?
1: Well, funny you would ask that, Jenny. Uh, Jeanette here, everyone. And for tonight, I have quite the treat for your ears and for my mouth. Uh, I have a Sauvignon Blanc cup of wine. Additionally, however, I took extra time and I made... Some wine popsicles, uh, fully <laughs> equipped with uh, fully ripe grapes from Tarjay, and uh, may I say it's quite tasty. But if you heard some slurping, it's me sipping my wine out of my popsicle <laughs> straw.
2: Oh my god. Hello, lovely people. It's your girl, Josie Poo, and I'm drinking a strawberry basil margarita because I'm feeling fresh and fruity. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Goodbye.
3: <laughs> um, so I'm actually sitting here with this bottle of wine, and I honestly can't tell you what is the name of it and what is, like, what's the type of wine, what the brand is, because it's actually all in French. Um, I want to say Fatoria La Ripa.
0: Oh, or, that
4: sounds
3: right. Or Chianti Classico.
0: Um, are you sure it's It's an italian wine
3: yeah Yeah. i'm like that doesn't sound french oh well oh my god it literally says product of italy at the bottom of the (laughs) bottle (laughs) Oh, whoops okay i told you it's literally all in italian also with organic grapes because we are skinny legends here at gossipin because i'm
5: always celebrating life good energy we're celebrating a Tuesday, you know? Another we're celebrating. Day of life. So I'm drinking a Prosecco.
4: Drinking a Sauvignon Blanc, not in Popsicle form, just regular old out of a tumbler with a straw.
0: So today's topic is a fun one for me because I wasn't something I got to experience, but I know all, some of us in the group did. And it was moving away after college. Um, how many of us actually got to move away after we were done with college?
1: I moved down the road. Yeah. <laughs>
4: You still moved away. You
3: also technically moved during college, so. This is yeah. also correct. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I stayed put, but I'm not, like, back home. You just stayed in the same town you went to college in, which is still moving. And I mean, you can experience what we're all going to talk about, really, in any mm-hmm. different town besides your hometown for after college. I moved to New York. Amanda moved to Boston. We're winning here. I also moved
2: away. Moved I to moved New York away. as well.
0: Yeah. I stayed home. I went back home. Um... I didn't have a job lined up uh, right after college, and I tried to get one, but it didn't work. Most of you, or maybe (laughs) all of you with the exception of myself, (laughs) um, did actually get to move away post-college, post-grad. So what was that like for you guys? Because it's not something I got to experience.
5: I'll go first. Um, So I actually moved away. I didn't move away right after I graduated college. I moved away, I want to say, around eight months in. And it was a nice little break. I got to travel. I got to work. I actually got to intern as well because I didn't want to jump right into um, the real world just yet. So it was a nice little break for me. Once I did move away, it was one of the hardest things I ever did get to do because I was in another state. I was in a state where it was the huge culture shock. Like, I don't know if many of you have been to New York before, but once you're there, it is completely different from Florida. Anything completely different than I've ever experienced before. So it was like culture shock after culture shock after culture shock. But now that I'm adjusted to it, I love New York. I couldn't. I think it's the best decision I ever made. Um, I'm stuck in Florida right now. And I would have thought that I was like, oh, maybe I'm home. It's going to be like, oh, why don't you just stay in Florida? And now I'm just like, no, I want to go back to New York. Like, I miss it. So moving away was actually one of the best things I ever did. I'm really happy that I did it.
3: For me... I've had just like an up and down bride. So I think it's a little bit different when we talk about these things, because some people have, you know, hometowns that they can move back to and that they can like, you know, have a successful career and like expand and grow in. Like, you know, if you're from like Miami or LA, or even if you live in New York originally and you go to school there, like there's not, there's no need to go anywhere else unless you like absolutely hate it. Um, I think for me, my hometown is so small and I mean, it's suburban AF and, um, there's really not much to do or not much expansion or growth there in terms of my career. So I always knew where I went to college, you know, I would either stay there or I would move somewhere else afterwards. Um, I definitely love the idea and especially seeing my friends doing it, just kind of the world is your oyster at this point when you're young. And, um, I had the opportunity to live in L.A. for three months, and I actually, it was my last semester before I finished college. I had to come back to Orlando to finish my final semester, and it was great. It was awesome. It was just something that I think was so beneficial to me in terms of figuring out who I was and what I wanted, because I was out there completely by myself. I literally got my offer to go work out there um, the last week of May, and they or probably two weeks into May, and they wanted me out there the first week in June. So I had to get someone to take over my place. I had to find a place out there. I had to figure out how I was going to live in California when I had never even been out there before. And so it's really something that tests you, and I think all of us can talk about that no matter where we moved. And it's something that, like, you really just rely on yourself. So it's a big step, but definitely something that I think is so beneficial for growth and just – developing and finding out who you are.
2: I mean, I agree. I also moved away um, right when I graduated college. I knew from probably high school that I wanted to move to New York. So I made it my mission in life uh, to move to New York. I literally did everything that I could. Um, I interned as much as I could. I networked as much as I could just so I could meet people could potentially get me um my job in new york so i moved right when i graduated college in 2017 um it was so hard when i first moved there because i literally only knew i i always say one and a half because my friend caroline who i knew there and then my uncle is bi-coastal so when he was in town i would see him and then when he was on the west coast i wouldn't see him so, yeah, I it was so hard at first. And I mean, I thought it would be easier considering I had um, I had lived abroad for two months. I had interned in L.A. for like a week. Like I did a spring break internship. So I had experience living in different places for periods of time. But going and actually uprooting your life and like fully moving somewhere where you don't know anyone is such a complete culture shock and similar to how Vanessa said like even though I love New York and I had visited New York multiple times like moving there and really just like putting your roots down in a new city is a completely mm-hmm. different experience I mean I literally took me I think when Vanessa moved there I had already been living there for what like a year I still don't think I got settled in until like a year and like seven months in i mean it took me a long time to feel like new york was my home so yeah yeah, it's definitely not easy but
0: uh i also feel like with such a major city it's so hard because it's so like there's so many different pockets of that city That like like you'll go into another pocket the next day and you're like oh i've never been here before and like you've lived there for so long
5: Exactly. Well, it's funny because me and um, me and Jocelyn live in completely two different neighborhoods. And on a map, it's so close to each other. But by train, it's easily an hour. So it's yeah. just like, it's like we're literally crossing state lines. It feels literally like...
2: takes me three oh trains God. to get to Vanessa's house. But by car, it takes me like 20 minutes. But yeah. by train, it takes me an hour, hour 15 minutes. So and I'm just like, go... whoa, I'm in a different world.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So That's when I go wild. and visit Vanessa, I literally... Uh, I... <laughs> I take a car. Usually I just bite the bullet and spend the (laughs) 20 bucks because I'm not sitting on the train for an hour. Unless I have time to spare that day, then I'll, I'll sit on the train. But yeah.
4: Well, my situation for moving away is a little bit different. Actually a hundred percent different from Joss's. She like knew New York was her stop. I actually didn't know I wanted to move away until like maybe 15, 20 days before graduation so I was like watching a TV show one day and they were talking about like a city that I had never been to before I'd never experienced and I was like oh that might be a cool place and I knew I wanted to stay somewhere east so I was like "All right, fuck it like let's start looking for jobs but actually Joss the reason I did not look at New York specifically was because we were already there and I was kind of like well I want to like stomp my own grounds and like strut my stuff down my own city streets um, and not like use Joss as like a comfort. So New
1: York's a big city, bro. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> if you I haven't, if you couldn't tell, it takes me an
2: hour
1: to get to Vanessa.
2: <laughs> you could have been, you could have been my two shit.
1: boroughs away, and that would have been two worlds away. <laughs> Literally, long distance
2: relationship. I can't date you if you don't live in but my like,
4: borough. I No offense. I love all of you, but like, I wanted to make new friends. Like, I'm not saying that you guys don't make new friends, but like, I felt like I would have clutched onto Jocelyn because she had been there for six months.
2: And right. it, when I get like, that.
4: Vanessa's like my only me, friend. <laughs> yeah, like it wouldn't have forced me to find a group of people outside of the group I already had. So I said, fuck it, let's go to Boston. And I think the first time I ever visited the city was the day I was going up to sign my lease. I did everything online and I will say it again. It was a huge culture shock. I think leaving South Florida in general is a culture shock for people and that year it snowed a
0: lot that was so much that year
4: winter it was horrible i had never seen snow before i moved up there it was fucking insane um but yeah Yeah, i
0: remember i remember being in the car with you and you're like i think i'm gonna look at jobs in boston Mm -hmm. And i was like what uh okay
4: (laughs) honestly i went to i moved i decided on ucf on a whim and i didn't even know i had finished my application like to get admitted and i was like, okay. And then the HR person at the job I got in Boston was like, you applied for a job you're 100% not qualified for, but the one you are qualified for is also available if you'd like to apply for that.
3: (laughs) I actually always wanted to know how you did like get that job up there and how the uh, like how tedious that process was, because it is a lot like to up and move somewhere, you know, you have to have a lot of security. I mean, you guys have talked to me about this so much since I'm, you know, on the job hunt now. But like, was there any like sort of doubt of like, ooh, I don't know, but here I go. I mean, I think with any of us, everyone felt that, but you said five. In- That's wild. Yeah. So um, shout out to LinkedIn,
4: please sponsor us. We are some young professionals hungry for the come up. Um, but I was applying for jobs like a fucking mad woman. And you know how like they'll say, oh, well, like this job is similar to a job you've applied to before or like whatever. So they flag right. company for me, um, Trillia, shout out. And I did the application for a media buyer. I wanted to specifically go into media. And then the HR lady called me and was like, Hey, you, you're not qualified for that. They're looking for more experience, but the assistant position in the same team is available if you want to, you know, get that as well. And I said, okay, cool. And the problem with the team was it was so big. Like there were like eight or nine of them and I was going to be working under all eight or nine of them. So anyone above me had to interview me because I would be their like assistant um for the team in general so and i kept having to have interviews because no one was available at one time like if everybody would have been available for one like skype session it would have been like a two-hour interview with seven eight people um Mm -hmm. but they broke it out into teams so that's why that was a situation they also offered me like a bonus to move up which i think if you're gonna move and they don't offer you it's not really worth it um
2: Yes, I 100% agree with that because I did. I'm
4: not going to offer you money to move up there. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I didn't get offered to move down, but like I had a place to stay. I was going to move back to my mom's house anyway. But um, I wasn't
5: offered money either. So not all companies do it, especially for junior talent. It's not always available.
4: I'm not saying that everybody does it. I'm just saying that like go out on your own to a city where you don't have a place to stay and aren't lucky enough to have parents that confront money or whatever. Like I would negotiate. I get that. Because if they tidbit, like I think if they've negotiated this far into you, where they're willing to make you an offer, like they know you're out of state, or they know that you're going to need a relocation fee,
1: something, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, most most companies will offer a sign-on bonus. Yeah, I think if you can get um, a sign-on bonus, I mean,
2: I I'm um, in media, it's rare. I Amanda got really lucky. Yeah, Um, really lucky. Yeah. I I think if you can get a sign-on bonus, if you can get a relocation package, you should always take it. But I think if it's a really good opportunity, especially if you're young, like you should take the risk. I think I moved to New York with like two hundred dollars and like two suitcases. And my first month, I was sleeping on an air mattress. And I had no furniture. I had, like, n- like I didn't have shit. Literally slept on an air mattress for a month. And then I got a mattress that I got off of Amazon. Right. And then I slept on that mattress. Because I was, I was buying pieces, like, on the go. Yeah, I was buying, things. Yeah, I was buying things piece by piece. So I bought a mattress. And I slept on that mattress for a month. And then I bought my headboard. And then I finally had a headboard. But I still didn't have a nightstand. Or, <laughs> this is so fucking ratchet. I didn't have a nightstand or a dresser for like six months. So I was literally living out of a suitcase. And I'll never forget, I think I got, I got my tax refund. And it was huge because it was like my first post-grad tax refund. I think I got like $3,000 or something like that. It was fucking crazy. And mm-hmm. I remember my friend, my friend Caroline, her sister has a car. I was like, Caroline, can we please go to IKEA? And she's like, I got you, girl. So we go to IKEA and I buy all this shit. I bought a lamp. I bought a dresser. I think my mom bought me my one-way ticket. I sold my car as my first and um my first insecurity. And that's how I paid for my first month's rent. And then once I got my first paycheck, literally that entire paycheck paid for rent. So when I tell you, I literally moved to New York with not shit like people do it and it's possible and you can be successful but if you can get the money like amanda did get the money because it definitely makes it easier
4: yeah i was i was super lucky in in my realm or whatever it got kicked back to me on my first check so i was also really lucky and had my parents like help me um but literally the moment i fucking got paid like he knew my stepdad was like you get paid on the 15th right so on the 14th at 12 or 11 59 he was sending me a text i was like all right bitch where's my four grand that i used to help you get up and i was like okay here let it just sit in my account for like 24 hours let me just see what this looks like it was a fun thing i've done most of my moving on impulse but when you get the itch
0: crash you just it. gotta go for it
1: so i did not move Actually, my situation is very particular. I'm not gonna lie, bore you, you guys, move.
0: you did move. But wait,
1: I and I know it was I corrected an interesting myself. situation. Um, I was a broke college student, and my brother's company was like, "Yo, we're hiring. We pay twenty dollars or something an hour, and we give you room and board and food and phone." And I feel like that bitch from <laughs> the Thanksgiving. <laughs> Me where she's like, We got green beans. greens, <laughs> beans, <laughs> potatoes, tomatoes. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, that's what I was going for. I was just laughing too hard. I couldn't do it. But anyway, yes, they're like so funny. They were like, We give you phone, room, board, house, everything. Come through. And I was like, why not? It was my last semester. This was summer of my senior year. So I had one semester. I was a I was fall- supposed to be
2: Jeanette's roommate. Never am sorry,
1: I have asked her forgiveness for many years, but you anyway,
2: have. I was like, I was ready sorry. to give it up. give everything up for you. It's okay I'm sorry,
1: but I didn't want to move to be honest with you, I never wanted to move to this area where I live in now, which name I will not disclose, but <laughs> I basically <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> basically, I never wanted to move here, and my mom always says. El Mico Baila Por La Plata, which means the monkey will dance for the money, bitch. And I was the monkey and I was ready to dance. So I said, <laughs> give me the contract and I signed it like I was giving my soul to the devil. I What I did have to do, though, because this was technically a traveling position, but I finessed for two years to not travel. I'll get into that later. Basically... Um, I had to like, obviously if you're traveling, you just need like your suitcase and your willingness to travel. You really don't need much else. So I had to sell all of my furniture, all of my stuff, like pretty much just like Jocelyn said, a couple suitcases, I loaded up my car and I drove about an hour South of Orlando and landed here in this area. And basically the whole time they were like, oh, we want to like relocate you to Miami. We want to send you to Texas. We want to send you to California. I think that job is actually phenomenal for anybody like single out of college. My problem, which my mom also told me not to do, but much like everything else in life, I didn't listen to her. I fell in love when I was in college. We've heard this story. And anyway, my mans was living down here, and I was like, "Mm I don't really want to go anywhere. You know, I'm trying to be grown. I'm trying to be an independent, not really, codependent woman, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> I I managed to stay in this area for a hot minute. Um, My thing was different because I was still driving up. Like, I was able to manage to do all my classes online while I was still in school, quote unquote. But I wasn't. I was a full time student and a full time employee. OK so get at me i was a hustler baby and i was still (laughs) going up to school i graduated i did my thing
0: my story's not that exciting i didn't have anything well i tried having something up post-grad um and then it never worked out so then i just ended up having to come back home and uh that's where i've been since since that what was the hardest part for you guys moving away like was it being away from your family or or from your friends or was it to adapt to a different to a different lifestyle
3: I think something that is really um, important to talk about and to point out and honestly even something that I learned just from being friends with all you guys is I remember when Jocelyn and Vanessa went to New York and Amanda went to Boston and I was like oh my god like they haven't made they're living the life it must be so great everything is so easy mm-hmm. for them L-O-L. And then L-O-L. exactly and even like listening to Jocelyn now like Joss always tells me like honestly horror stories of when she first <laughs> moved out there and like how hard I was and whatnot. And it's so not saying that that is any reason for people not to do it, but definitely know that it comes with those hardships. And it's not like, obviously we, we can talk about how, you know, Instagram and social media and all this stuff shows like a lavish life. And they definitely live, you guys definitely lived awesome lives in those cities. And I, you know, live a great life where I live now too. But you know, when you, make that big step even when i was in california oh my god i was like living i mean there are some days i didn't eat let's just be honest like i'm sure everyone experiences that too like i even had yeah. right like and honestly when i went out there so i was interning out there and um i think i was making like 15 dollars an hour which i was like oh my god bank as an in intern's the most i ever made and then i got to california and i saw the price of everything and i was like oh that's why everyone is homeless over here got it Um, but I think it's really interesting and it's important to know that like, it is not the easiest thing in the world. And even though some people make it seem like it is like at some point you figure it out, you figure it out. And if you are a hustler, like um, Jeanette said, you definitely figure it out, but it's not always the easiest thing. And there are some sacrifices you have to make. And that's why you sometimes make decisions that you regret. And then sometimes you don't. And that's just the game of life in general. I think definitely being in California and being away from my family was so hard because that was the furthest I had ever been away from them. I think everyone can pretty much um, attest to that. Also, it's difficult, but you have to make sure you have good people around you that can support you during those times and also that you can lean on during that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. When, quick intern story of when I was living in Hong Kong, I ran out of money several times, several times while I was living there. And at some point I was just eating Oreos because (laughs) I did not, yeah. So I see, Natalie, I get you on the living in LA and not having a lot of money. I wasn't making any money as an intern living in Hong Kong. Again, I also don't recommend working for free, especially if you're living abroad. So don't do that. Again, still a great experience. And in terms of living in New York, I will never say it was like the easiest process ever. I would say it was far from that. But I think there's a lot you can learn from leaving home and moving away and doing a job maybe that you don't love doing a job maybe that you do love meeting new people and all those things i mean the growth that in in myself that i can see from 22 moving away to 25 like living back at home (laughs) living back at home because of a pandemic like you know it's little things like that that i think help you become more of an adult and become more independent and learn how to depend on yourself more. So while again, I understand what Nat's saying, like, it's not easy. I also think that people shouldn't be afraid of a little struggle, a little hustle and bustle. Don't be afraid to leave home if that's what you want to do. You know, don't be
3: afraid of the struggle. Right. And I also think, just really quickly, that's why it's also commendable for, like, you know, Jeanette's situation and how she moved and how she needed money. She needed a job. I mean, hell, I think everyone can understand that. And so you got to do whatever is right for you in, in that circumstance. So either way, if you're moving for money, for love, for a job, yeah. like, I mean, you got to just make sure you stick by and you are 100% into the decision that you make. But either way, you got to do what's best for you.
4: I think for me, I didn't really expect anything of it. Like people kept saying, different people like, oh, you know, you're going you're gonna to get there and you're going to fall in love with the city and you're never going to want to leave. Or, you know, you're going to get there, you're going to meet someone and want to stay. Or, you know, you're going to get promoted so quickly within your company that... And I didn't want to give it any kind of expectation because I was so close to my family at home. I had a pretty good job lined up in Orlando before that, that I turned down to move to Boston. So I think for me, I tried not to expect anything of anything. Like I just knew I had a place to lay my head out at night. Um, Maybe I'd love my job. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'd love my city. Maybe I wouldn't. And I think that that for the most part, that mentality helped me get through the day to day because I never gave it too much thought. Like I always knew I could always come home if I needed to like Boston wasn't my goal, it was just an experience I wanted to have. What freaked me out about moving back to Miami was I couldn't imagine at twenty two moving back to the city I thought I was gonna be buried in like that to me freaked me the fuck out. It was so final and so permanent. I just wanted to move and I found I was lucky enough to find a job. It was definitely hard. and then I think on top of it, and this might not be the healthiest way to do it, but there was like a point when we were driving up like me, my mom, my stepdad, truck full of my stuff like 24 hours into the drive-in that I freaked out like I had a huge panic attack in the backseat of the car my mom was asleep my stepdad was driving through like Virginia and I was like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this and then I was like but we've come so far like you cannot
0: you can't. Like, you have to You can't back out. It. You can't back out now. There's no, cannot, there's no Like
4: every and, I, and again, this is not the healthiest way to do it because you should not value yourself on what other people are thinking. But I was like, all my friends are going to think I'm a fucking loser. Like, my parents are going to be disappointed. My grandma's going to tell me she knew I couldn't handle it. Like, there's so many people that are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you should have stayed home. Not because they think any less of me, but because they wanted me to be home and they understood that that's where I was comfortable. And I was mm-hmm. so- not going to give anyone that satisfaction because I heard from a billion people like what do you mean you're gonna move to Boston when have you ever said you wanted to move to Boston wait well, well how are you gonna move to Boston I think I signed the offer letter before I told my mom I was interviewing in Boston so anyway rant over yes it's scary um my method of dealing with it is it is scarier to tell them you're not gonna follow through with it like just suck it up you could figure it out I was very lucky um that paired with my very laissez-faire attitude on how long I planned on being there um it kind of opened me up to just willing and waiting for any kind of experience yeah so Natalie it's very fucking scary don't ever let someone tell you different yeah and I cried literally like for hours after my mom left I think my mom had to tell me she was in Baltimore for me to like get my shit together and be like okay it's been like six hours of crying now we're done
0: yeah, I remember when I moved up to UCF, I was like, my mom left and I gave myself 30 minutes and I was like, you have 30 minutes to cry. Oh, too. I and after that, like I sat in the bathroom floor of the apartment. I said, okay, you have 30 minutes to cry. And after that, you got to put your big girl pants on and you got to start going because you're in college now. Yeah,
4: nah. I, I gave myself one episode of keeping up with Caitlyn or whatever. I am Caitlyn Jenner or whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that was my one episode to cry. No, yeah, I said,
0: It was 30 out. minutes and I was done.
3: How do I get to pub? The Uber? <laughs> (laughs) Let's go. No, I'm just kidding.
5: No, for me, I think the hardest thing was adapting to a new city. I had lived in New York that summer prior, and I had had the best summer of my life. Jocelyn knew a bunch of promoters. We were like out going to clubs every like Friday and Saturday. Um, We would go to the park. Like I was meeting all these other interns because I lived in a building where it was just interns from like all over the country. And I was having the time of my life. And when I got the actual offer letter from the same company that I now work at, and that I was also interning for, I remember looking at my mom and my mom's like, this is what you've always wanted. Just do it. And I was just like, and for me, like, I know I can be sometimes like, yeah, let's do this. But in my head, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, this is gonna be the scariest decision of my life. What am I doing? But I remember like calling my friends, talking to my parents. My parents were like, this is what you've always wanted. Just do it. And I signed a lease over the phone, met a girl over the phone that I had never known or had never met, sorry. And I had never been to this neighborhood, never seen this apartment. And I was just like, okay, we're just going to do this. And I packed my two suitcases and I went up to New York. And I remember, I will never forget the look on my parents' face when I, I said goodbye to them at the airport. Like, it's literally like still makes me cry to this day. And I remember my mom hugging me and she's like, you're making the best decision for yourself.
0: And oh I was just God. like,
5: oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I cried the entire flight up and I got to New York and the girl who I was going to live with was actually waiting for me. And like, we grabbed dinner and I think it was such a great distraction because like she got me, we immediately bought stuff for the apartment. We went and bought food. Like it just kept me so busy. And then I went straight to Jocelyn's house and her mom happened to have been visiting her that weekend. So it was like a little piece of home at mm-hmm. her apartment. So I was like, I was distracted so much and I, and Jocelyn's mom was there or whatever. But I was really lucky that at the company that I started full time at, I already met knew them from the summer. So work was actually really easy to adapt into. Um of mm-hmm. course there's like the trials and tribulations of now you're a full-time employee like and not an intern of course. Right. But at least I knew the people. I had already like I was already having lunch with a lot of my like other employees there. So it was nice. And not going to lie, having Jocelyn like six blocks away was so nice because whenever I needed, whenever I was sad or whenever I needed anything, she's like, I'm coming over or I'd be like, I'm coming over. But it was nice because when I moved in the fall, my parents literally came up three weeks later to help me buy stuff because j- just like Jocelyn, I literally had no furniture. And my parents helped me move up. And then a month later, I was home for Thanksgiving. And then another month later, I was home for Christmas. <laughs> so missing family wasn't that terrible for me for the first couple months. It wasn't until that year after that I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah, like it was really hard to adapt and that's like anything in life. Like I moved around a lot growing up, so I know what it's like to be in a new city, to be in a new en- environment. So, you would think by now I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is easy," but there's still those there's still those times that that's it, gets, it is difficult. It's hard. I think when I went away for college, I had family in Orlando. So I would see them really often. I would go over for Sunday dinner, things like that. So it was easier to move up there. But then when you're in New York, you're just like, oh my God, I only know two souls, but they're also busy with their lives. Right. How you know what I mean? Like I don't have it's sort of what Amanda was saying. Like it's hard because like you don't want to have a crutch, but then it's like you sort of want a crutch. So it's like, but it's it's growing pains, I feel
2: like. Mm-hmm.
4: Regardless of where you move, if you have done the act of uprooting yourself and planting those roots somewhere else, whether it's an hour away, 45 minutes away. 200, 2000, 200,000 miles away. It's incredibly one humbling because you learn how much your identity. Sorry, I'm going to actually go on a tangent. I never realized how my identity was rooted in the people around me. Like, I really thought that I was, I'm not saying that I wasn't my own person, but I identified myself as like, oh, I'm Jocelyn's friend and I'm Vanessa's friend and I'm Natalie's friend and Jenny's friend and Jeanette's friend and I'm a UCS student and I'm this and I'm that and I'm not. And when all that stuff was taken away from me, I was like, well, who am I? Like, really? Aside from, you know, your guys' friends, you know, my mom and dad and stepdad's daughter, my brother's sister, who am I as an individual? And although this is a tangent, it's needed if you are going to move away spend at least the first couple months if not the whole time you're there trying to figure out who you are i know i sound like a fortune cookie you know,
2: no it's, it's so true so, it's
4: so true, true. like yeah. we we spend our time filling our silence with other people talking to other people facetiming your friends watching tv <sighs> that you don't get a chance to be with who you are and when you're you know, in 17 degree weather with snow falling waiting for the train and no one wants to fucking talk to you because it hurts to move your lips, you get to at least stick to yourself and you realize, okay, well, like I really don't, I'm 22. I have no idea who I am as a person other than what I bring to other people. So tangent, not planned, but necessary. Continue.
2: I mean, I, I'm just going to piggyback all that really quick. I, I really, I truly agree with that because I didn't base like who I thought I was around like the people. Were around me. I based who I thought I was based on my work ethic and oh yeah, that's a big thing for you. And yeah, the work that I do. Like I built. I based who I was off of. I had always been a hard worker. I had always been a hustler. I had always been successful. And then when I moved to New York and I wasn't so successful, it was like a blow to my soul literally a blow and you know I definitely think it broke my spirit a little bit Mm -hmm. but I also would say I think it was necessary because for the first time in I like I don't know maybe like four or five years when I did move to New York I started doing things that I love to do when I was a kid I started taking dance classes again I started doing workout class like I started to find hobbies because I knew the only way I was gonna make it and and I really wanted to make it because I genuinely love New York so much I knew the only way I was gonna make it is if I found hobbies and started doing things that I love to do besides going to work and fucking going to one Oak. As much as I love going to one Oak and Tao and all the clubs, I think anytime you graduate, whether you move, whether you move abroad, whether you move out of the state, whether you move down the street, like wherever you move, you need a hobby because you spend what? 20, 19, 20 years of your life in school. And when you get to college, you usually are not as involved in hobbies as in sports and activities as you were in high school, because you get to college and you start partying and you start going to school and then you're working. And so even to a certain extent, you start losing who you are losing yourself, like before you even graduate. So then when you do graduate and you put all that shit to the side, you don't, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what do I like to do for fun? I don't want to just, and not not that there's anything wrong of sitting at home watching TV, but you're like, I don't want to just sit at home and watch TV. I want to join a running club. I want to join a pottery club. I don't know. Like I used to do fun shit, like go to museums. but <laughs> I don't know. I literally, I, just, I literally just started to think about things that I like to do. I started going to parks by myself. I started going to museums by myself. I think things like that and having hobbies is what, like, is what makes, like, being an adult. Because if not, like, it makes going out into the real world more fun. Because if you don't, it's fucking boring. And it's, like, depressing. (laughs) Like, if all you do is go get up, go to work, go home, watch TV, cook, go to sleep. Like, that's just fucking boring. Like... Yeah. And I think that's important to note and call out. Like, you have to find doesn't have to be your passion but you have to find something that you enjoy doing cuz you'll lose your mind if that's all you do
1: to be honest i can't really say that i have a hobby that i'm like oh this is what i do aside you know what maybe the gym is my hobby i do i, I to go pretty i pumped some iron i started taking boxing classes me and vanessa were taking Um, boxing classes together for a while from someone who didn't really i honestly i personally don't consider myself moving away i don't know why i don't because it's because i'm still able to to go back home like if somebody like if i have an emergency with my family in orlando i can still be there i'll be late but i'll be there give me an hour um, my thing though is in a, on the other spectrum, cause I know, so we have about three of us that moved out and then we have about three of us that sort of kind of maybe didn't. Um, I don't know. I never really had the need. I, there was, there was a point in my life and I think I was fresh out of college and all of you had left me. Well, maybe a year out of college and all of you had left me. Um, cause at that point everybody had graduated and I was like, oof am I missing out? Like I had that FOMO quarter life situation. So after I got over it, (laughs) over the fact that I was like, I'm not missing out. um, I'm actually glad I didn't, I kind of moved a lot growing up. So I kind of got it on my system there and I still travel a lot, but I'm glad that I was able to stay. And I say that because when i worked that job like fresh out of college or during college or whatever you want to call it um i had to sell all my stuff and so i was literally living out of a suitcase and i moved from like place to place and i didn't really have any of my stuff and now i have a home like i can move anywhere and like this is my furniture um i don't share my space with anyone aside from the person that obviously i'm in a relationship with but that's different i still feel like it's my it, it's my space, it's our space, you know? And I wouldn't change that for an experience to move anywhere. Not throwing shade on anyone that's moved. I feel like everything is different for everyone. Clearly, Amanda moved, she moved back. Um, and you guys are in New York, and you guys are living it up. And so I think you have to kind of like Cinderella it and try on a different slipper here and there and see if it's going to work for you. Um, I agree. Janette, you know do what? you
5: think you would have you been a not- yeah if you wouldn't have been in a serious relationship
1: been in a serious relationship would i have moved to the city that i live in now probably not um because i would have fought i was still interviewing in orlando and i was getting job offers but no no job offer was as good as the job offer i got here right um and i still wasn't done with school so i would have been like hey thanks for the offer but i'm gonna wait till I'm school i would have but that's the thing i would have moved but like a really good job offer that i could have lived on my own And even if I did move, like I said, whether it was Chicago or back to L.A., I mean, I have family over there or Miami or wherever it would have been. I think I would have probably stayed in Orlando, to be honest, at least until I got my feet in like on more solid ground. I think you, Jocelyn and Amanda were very diligent throughout your college career and you guys were ready, locked and loaded. And you were always ready for the next step where I was just enjoying the moment back in that time. That's who I was. I was just living my life. And I was a semester away from graduating, and I didn't really have, obviously, aside from like a degree and like a couple internships, I didn't have much experience or much to show for it. I would have stayed in Orlando. I would have figured out my living situation, my job situation, and I would have probably gotten more experience. Would I have moved maybe a year, a year and a half, two years into living in Orlando and being like, I'm kind of over this shit? Whatever. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't think I would have been like fresh out of college, like onto like bigger and better because that was just never my plan. So I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, it does. Maybe because I, we
4: became friends a little bit before we had to make these decisions on moving. And I know that you love Columbia. You love LA. I think you found a home in Orlando that you liked and loved. And you still like talk about Orlando with such an affinity to the city and wanting to come back and like, that's your home that I think you were, you would have been perfectly fine. I'm not saying that you wouldn't have moved, like, if the situation was yeah. itself. I don't think any of us would turn down a bad position. I think we're all pretty malleable in that sense. But, like, I always... Even though I knew you weren't from here, like, I always just ass- assimilated Orlando with Jeanette. Like, they are synonymous, and they're together, and that's her home. Yeah.
1: I, and that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, I just moved so much that, like, I think when I went to UCF and when I lived there, I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with the city, and I thought to myself we move around we take jobs in different cities yes it's for adventure yes it's to feed that maybe it's for career maybe it's for whatever the reasons you're moving around but if you find a place that you can call home and you're completely content and happy with that place what's the point of me moving around if i can if i can, yeah. you know like if i can live my career if i can live the life i want and be completely content and happy and satisfied and feel like I'm not settling and feel like there's room for me to grow and feel like I can expand and feel like I can do all these things because let's face it, Orlando's a semi big city. It's not in New York. Oh, I, I it. That, that speaks for maybe, and I don't know. I don't want to speak for Jenny or Natalie. Obviously I know Natalie has her career goals. She's pretty young. I'm sure she'll move at some point after Corona. I feel like Jenny. I'm not really sure what she's doing, but I'm sure if she needs, neither to push, does she'll Jenny. Move,
0: Jenny doesn't know what she's doing. It's
1: fine. <laughs> if Jenny <laughs> and wants it's to it's okay, move, though.
0: It, it is it okay. It is. Yeah,
2: yeah you don't to have, have to know what they need to you do. You don't have to have it all figured yeah. out because I thought I had it all figured out, and boy was I wrong. So. Well, I wanted
0: to. T- I wanted to touch on that. Like, if you're listening to this and you're. Cause I think there's such a narrative that when we're in college, like you're going to graduate and then you're going to find a job and then you're going to move away. And then that's like, that's just where it's going to go. Like, that's how it has to play out. It doesn't play it a lot of the time. I have 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 a lot of friends. I have a lot of other friends that, you know, were just kind of like, Hey, that didn't happen for me either. It's 100% okay. It didn't happen for me. Like I know I was looking for jobs to stay in Orlando. I wanted to stay. I didn't want to come home. I had no problem coming home, but I didn't want to. And then I ended up having to, um, but like, that's, you know, if you're on that clip if you're on that side of the coin, that's totally fine. Now, like, I will say that if you do come home and all your friends aren't coming home and they're all going to their respective cities and where they're leaving, there will be a slight bout of depression. You will have to deal with <laughs> that's normal. It's but totally fine. Totally to
4: anyone. It's totally like,
0: normal. It's normal because I was depressed right.
4: when I moved to New York. I North. was depressed. I, I loved Boston. And I don't think I had as hard of a time, Justin, I don't mean to call you out, but I don't think I had as hard of a time adjusting to Boston no. than you had adjusting to New York. But mm-hmm. I, I actually, I will call out, I'm not going to name drop him, but I have a friend, we have a friend from this professional fraternity that joined us. Um, and I remember asking him, like, what was the biggest issue or the biggest thing when growing you know, graduating college and moving on to this next part of your life. And he said, you know, the the hardest thing is that your whole life, you're working towards one goal, which is graduate with a college degree. Like you go to elementary school, trying to get into a good high school. You get into a good high school, trying to get into a good college. Um, and you work your whole life for this piece of paper that really, if you just p- apply a little bit of pressure, you're going to fucking break. Doesn't mean um, shit yeah it doesn't mean anything but then you graduate and you have the rest of your lives like and it baffles me constantly where i'm like fuck i'm so old i'm 25 and then i'm like wait a second like i'm not even like i'm at the quarter if i'm i'm gonna say i'm living to 100 so i'm at the quarter like i haven't even made half the race yet and i'm over here stressing what what is your goal for the next 60 years 75 years if we're lucky and healthy Um, And I think that was the first time he put that. I had never thought of it like that where he was like, you need to find goals for yourself. Anyway, that was kind of the first time I was like, oh shit. Like that is the goal to life. Like have a goal, whatever it may be. I want to buy a house. I want to get a promotion. I want to have small goals. I actually told me this. You should have a goal for the day, a goal for the week and like a goal for the month. You know, like small little things that you can achieve. So back to depression. um,
0: (laughs) Depression. Back to depression, everybody.
4: If you have depression post grad, it's a hundred percent normal. you normal way or stayed in town? Just you are you're not depressed. You're just a little lost because your true north, which was your degree, um, has been achieved. So just find another one. I was in a kickball and flip cut up organization. That sounds
2: fun. Ooh, and I, that's like, so with funny. Different, with different people who worked in advertising, and I literally just to make friends and have fun. I was not very good at the flip cup, but I was really good at the kickball. And yeah, it was super fun. I would play Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. do kickball. Then we'd go to the bar down the street and play another league who did flip cup against flip cup. So those are also ways that I think post to help with like grad. Cause again, you're going to feel a little lost, but I think finding different little hobbies and like that help?
3: I think speaking from obviously someone who's the most recent post-grad, like everything that like all of us have said tonight, all you guys have said tonight is, is so true in its own, um, uh, you know, in its own respect. And I think something that I really take away is especially now with everything going on with the pandemic, like obviously the steps are graduate college and then get a full-time job. And I'm trying, I really am. Um, but I think I just had such a plan for myself of like, oh, moving to, be, to a big city, going to get a big time job, going to like be the it girl next CEO at like 23. And it's so crazy how fast reality comes at you when you are young and in the real world and just like really fresh out of college. And um, I think I'm not entirely sure which one of you guys said it, but as long as you, you know, have a place to live, you have a job that you like and or it's paying the bills for you. And it's as long as you have established a life for yourself um, and you don't know how that's always going to come about. It's really important that just as long as you remember to stay happy and that any decision you make, like you make because you wanted to make those decisions. And I think it's also really good to focus on that. It's not always what you planned. Like I really had a plan for myself every year while I was in college I was like okay as soon as I graduate like I'm getting that job at this big company and it didn't work out like that and even though it's a harsh reality it really is something that is important to realize that it's not a failure and that was something that I really put on myself for a long time was like oh I didn't get a job out of college like all my friends did like I I didn't succeed I didn't do what I was supposed to and Although, yes, the circumstances are different right now. For my case, it's just also that that can't stop you from moving forward and um, continuing on with what you have to do and what the goals you set for yourself. And when it comes to moving places, like, at this point, I'm really open to going wherever I find a job. Like, the job is the goal, and that's just what I am focusing on now. And I think it's okay to – like, Jocelyn wanted to go to New York. Jocelyn was going to work even if she had to work a job she didn't like, she was going to be in New York and that made her happy. Like if you just want a job and you don't care what it is, that's
2: definitely a
3: sacrifice. Right. But, and I think it goes back to what uh, Jeanette said earlier, as long as you have what you need to be happy, no matter like how you get there, it'll benefit you. And it always has the opportunity to change. I mean, hell look at what we're living in now, (laughs) whoever thought this would come about. So I really am, you know, glad that, to hear everyone's perspectives on how they got to where they are. Cause I think everyone thinks it's so cut and dry and it's moving places or getting a job or just moving on somewhere else is so different than anyone would expect it to be. And everyone's story is different too.
0: Well, I mean, to go off of you, not, like, I didn't have a job right out of college either. Like I came home for three months and waited till, till I found something. It was, it was hard. Cause I had such a general degree um, and not that you guys didn't, have a general degree it's just I felt like mine was so much more um general yeah. than everyone else's so I mean definitely like if you're on that side of the spectrum where it's just like I'm coming out of college and I don't have anything lined up like it's fine it's it's not you have to learn to not compare yourself to other people and like compare your story to other people um because that's where you kind of get messed up and totally. um, it's fine yeah. to
5: take your time too yeah for sure you know, like it's, it's your t- it's your
0: story and it's your life you know yeah
5: it's fine to take a couple months and work that old like I remember when after I graduated I went back to the Y and I was working at a summer camp again and I remember thinking to myself I was like oh my god I see all my friends doing all these things working in an office and I'm out here rambling these kids up to go play kickball but I was just like you know what I'm never gonna have this much free time I'm never gonna have this much fun again working with kids and when until I work at a real job you know what I mean so I think it's okay, especially if you if you have the resources of like moving back home or if you have the resources of working a part-time job, a full-time job, like in the in the at a point where you can just try to figure it out. There's nothing wrong with that either.
0: What did you guys take with you to your new city and then converse? And then like on the other side, what have you brought back with you since now that we're all home? I took my unicorn
5: blanket that I've had since I was <laughs> 10 years old. Um so i really i took that physically um (laughs) mentally i took just that ambition and confidence and that jump like sort of that risk i was taking i knew that even though if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out home will always be there but i think if you just take that ambition and that drive of why you made that decision in the first place if you just keep reminding yourself why you're there it just gets you through it and that's something that i took with myself and I have a really good support system that, that I'm really lucky for. So, having a Jocelyn, for example, who was there, and even when I moved up there, Amanda was only like, it would be, it was technically a six hour bus ride, but it would turn into like 12. But um, oh, yeah. even having Amanda in Boston, like, I know if I was having a weekend where I was like, oh my God, like, I just don't want to stay in New York, I would take a bus and go visit Amanda for a weekend. And it was nice because she was a piece of home. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I think just having. Just trusting yourself and knowing that a risk is a risk is something that can just take you so far wherever you go.
1: Um, Jocelyn brought her blankie. I did. <laughs> my blankie is
2: actually sitting behind me. This blinky is an international traveler. So that bitch goes everywhere. I brought my little brown blankie that Jeanette likes to the shit blankie. It because it looks like shit, because it's brown. Mm-hmm. Mentality-wise, there's this girl that was in our organization where we all met. There was a quote that I still to this day live by. I think it's the best quote I've ever heard. Fuck. Now I can't remember the quote. <laughs> Damn it. And best I love one she's
4: this ever heard. Quote. Mr. No, it's a good. <laughs> quote. Uh,
2: it's about being busy. It's um. Oh, you can't oh, room. You can't, can't tell a busy full of busy people you're busy. And I think who that's said like, that? None of your business. So I think that's <laughs> one of the best quotes to live by. She said that quote, and I think that's important to live by because I don't know. Like I just never walk into a room. Like I've always been a pretty keeping myself preoccupied person like I'm always mm-hmm. working on something and one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone acts like they're so fucking busy and I'm like well I'm busy too like so what like what's the point like if I figured it out you could figure it out so I think that's a great quote to live by I also like I did go to New York with confidence a sense of like wonder and just ready to like try any and everything. I mean, my first summer there, my mom didn't think I was going to make it because I partied a lot. Um, So (laughs) I definitely went um, ready to have a good time, really ready to live out my 20s (laughs) in New York City. And, you know, I definitely think I did. I definitely think I will when I go back. But yeah, just things that I took. Confidence, wonder, ready,
4: adventurous. I was ready to be adventurous. I think I don't know. F- physically, I think like I took like my Friends tapes. I was, I am a huge fan of Friends, so I had like all the seasons on DVD. So I think I took my Friends DVDs and like my Minnie Mouse ears. So I don't know where the fuck I would have been able to use either one of them, but um, I took that physically. Um, but mentally, I don't know. Even though people tell me. I could be a little like rough around the edges in my delivery, or, you know, a little quick to voice my opinion. I actually consider myself to be a pretty understanding person. Like, I will at least listen to what people have to say before I didn't want to make it a forever home, but I also didn't want to not make it. Like, I was very open to the possibilities it could bring. I met a lot of people that to this day I talk to you know, once a week, once a month, catch up with whenever we can. I had a blast. Um, I, I actually will say this pretty regularly. I think I came back a little too soon, but I'm so happy that I'm here because, you know, it was been here for a lot of things. My family's gone through. I reconnected with my now boyfriend. So there's a bunch of things that, you know, you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. But um, yeah, I think I took that with me and being around people who are different than you I thought you guys were different than who I was but like people up north are just totally fucking different like not to be an asshole but like being in the south makes you a whole different person than living up north especially the northeast and I think I brought that back home I, I don't think I'm as quick to pounce even though you know some might disagree but yeah those are, those if it makes right. you
2: feel better I'm still pounce so yeah, I just <laughs> it, think, is I, it is what it is
4: I always, I consider myself to be, you know, like pretty sometimes judgmental, but then i have friends that'll tell me like, no, like, you know, I'll tell you my, you know, reasoning. You never really make me feel like shit for the reasons I've done this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not a sh- like shithead. Maybe I'm pretty understanding.
3: So yeah, that's my two cents. Um, I think for me, I mean, I'm very optimistic and looking towards the future now. I mean, I obviously cannot tell you where I'm going to be in the next year or two and I think for me, I get really nervous and anxious if things don't work out how I have them envisioned in my head. That's why this last year has been the worst. I think I'm trying to really take these next steps to just look towards and take wherever I go next, just some confidence and and just optimism and uh, not fear that everything's going to not work out because I think that's the worst thing you can do. And like, We're talking about when everyone moved. like, obviously, you have the time to cry, and you have the time to freak out about where you're going. But if you continue to have that mindset, like, I think I remember the first week I was in LA, I was so like, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. This is bad. I should not be here. And I remember being in that trunk. And at some point, you believe it. And it's really about turning that mentality around. Um, and so I definitely want to put out there any opportunity or anything that comes my way. I want to definitely like embrace it. Um, manifest that shit. Yes, exactly. Um, physically really whatever I can fit into my car. That's pretty much my, um, MO. Anything else just gets left on the side of the road, trying to be optimistic and not freak myself out for things that haven't even happened yet, because I tend to do that sometimes. So
1: Personally, um, what did I bring? I brought excellence. I brought desire.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I brought passion. After, <laughs> after dark, where Jeanette turns into— oh God. <laughs> <laughs> i Describing excellence. like a sex toy. <laughs> excellence, desire. I, I thought mean, the exact same
3: thing. I thought she was going to talk about the little. That's the thing. You have the ropes.
4: Or the little
0: harness, oh, the harness the, harness.
1: the swing. Oh my the God! Mom, I'm crying. The swing, the swing. <laughs> No, I brought. Listen, I brought excellence. I brought desire. <laughs> I brought passion. You know, and guess what? I'm leaving with excellence, <laughs> desire, was and it? passion. It wasn't even
0: exchange.
1: Maybe not excellence. Maybe not A said, for I brought excellence. Even maybe a b i'm gonna leave with a b b plus b for effort um yeah that's all i got um i brought my clothes i'm leaving with a couple clothes i brought shayla i'm leaving with shayla that's my dog (laughs) the bitch is like 72 (laughs) she's still kicking Um, she's gonna go back to her and be like fuck we're back here again (laughs) she's honestly the seventh member of the podcast (laughs) <laughs> that no one knows about she's literally right here all the time she was um, probably like bitch can you
3: just take us to the beach or somewhere <laughs> like someplace fun next oh my god she's so, so sick of your shit
1: honestly she's like at she's least dorothy's at dog you. got to go in a twister bitch <laughs> 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 Uh that's it that's all i got
0: well post-college life is a whole different ball game. Um, so some of us land jobs in different cities. Some of us are forced to come back home, but whatever category you fall into, it really isn't, it's not a big deal. It's not, it doesn't actually matter because it's your life and it's your timeline. Um, so just make sure that wherever you are, you're enjoying the moment and you're, you're definitely taking the time, um, to learn from it and, and, you know, reap it in and, and, you know, learn as much as you can. With that being said, what are we cheersing to this week?
3: um cheers to my dad um he will be having surgery on friday it's not super major but this is kind of you know part of growing up as you get older your parents get older as well and it's definitely a big step for our family and i just obviously wish him a speedy and fast recovery um hoping manifesting praying everything will work out fine and I really think it will, uh, but I just wanna cheers to him and us and me having to take care of him for the next few weeks. So, cheers,
1: cheers Papa
3: Natalie. Cheers, Papa. You know what, Nat? Papa Caballero. Cheers to
4: cheers, him. That's what Papa. I meant. My, best. I am cheersing to you know what, Natalie. I'm 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 sending your dad all my drunk vibes. Go ahead, Papa Caballero. I am cheersing to him and a speedy recovery. My dad got surgery a little less than a year ago it's can be scary um and for you for him so i'm cheering all the good vibes to our Patreon cabal patron caballero patron whoa that wine really got to you the straw
2: <laughs> the straw the
0: straw um i'm also going to cheers to papa caballero and i will also cheers to family because i got to spend uh, time with both sides of my family uh, this past week, so that was really fun. Oh, well, that's
2: nice. Um, I'm also going to cheers to Caballero, the legend. So let's cheers oh, to yeah. him.
3: He, he is a legend. He's a
2: legend. I love. He's been story. on this
3: earth seventy years, dog. No, that's crazy. The stories you tell of your dad are funny. He is a character. Mm-hmm.
2: I too also
5: cheers for Mr. Caballero. I also cheers to, my brother got some sad news this week Mm -hmm. from a friend back home that passed. So I'm sending all my well wishes
2: and condolences to that family up there in Canada. So Cheers to our Canadian friends. Yes, cheers Mm. to them.
1: I too will be cheersing to (laughs) Mr. Caballero wishing him the best wishes for this upcoming procedure also to you know the people up in Canada shout out to them with Vanessa's friends um ooh and I get paid on friday so I'm going to choose to that cuz I need some money <laughs> <laughs> That's a very well-rounded cheers, Jeanette. I appreciate it. She, oh, she wow. had all the bases.
0: She was, she was like, like, like home. it was fine. She's like,
3: friends, friends of friends, and me. <laughs> I'm giving it to and everyone. My And me. Um, I would like to say one final thing. Although our listeners won't be hearing this episode the week that we drop, but we do actually drop tomorrow. So... Cheers to us and all the hard work we've put into it. Um, what, I really dude? hope when you guys are listening to this, we are super successful <laughs> and things have gone well. But <laughs> yes, yeah, can uh, wish us does. well?
1: Yeah, yes. cheers. Cheers. and to our
3: listeners as well. And yeah, Woo, if you bitch. To episode eight, like congrats, you've
4: been on quite a ride. Jeanette alone, if you it. made it to episode eight, cheers Thank you. to
0: you. Thank you. Thanks for, for,
2: thanks for you. coming. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you so much. being here thank you for
1: joining us all right everybody
0: this has been gossiping a podcast where we gossip while we sip thank you so much for joining us and we will see you all next week bye bye Bye. see ya Bye. bye